Welcome back to Squelch. I'm Dano. And I'm Mad at Arms. And I'm Enthralamond. And I'm Gooch. And I'm Stormrage. And all of us, all of the many of us, are here to remind you that Hearthstone is a game, and games are supposed to be fun, y'all. They're supposed to be fun. I told you that'd be funny. You didn't believe me. I, I did it. I really did it. But it did get me pretty good. <laughs> I like that it went I think what got me was the pitch of like higher 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 incredibly low and deep and well, on point Magooch has the sexiest voice like me- meanwhile we can all agree and Thralaman talks up here <laughs> this is his voice it's true I think that's what that's what he brought to the show that sounds about so, right it's what we're all missing is his is his wonderfully beautiful um, soprano voice. So it sounds a lot like Dark Magician Girl from Yu Gi Oh, and I can't <laughs> explain that any better. I think that's a compliment. I think that's a compliment. I think that's a hundred percent a compliment. I think he'd be okay to hear that. All right. <laughs> um. So today's thank you goes out to Tito. Tito, thank you for increasing your pledge on our Patreon. Um, I forgot to mention it, and it's been like two weeks because I'm a bad person. So, Tito, this one's for you. Everyone else, you can listen to. I don't. Th- I think Tito's cool about that. Tito, if you're not, let us know. So, he seems he's okay. Oh, hey, bud. Do you want to say something before you go back to bed? Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you going to say? Hi. Say it right there in the microphone. Hi. I'll say goodnight to everybody. All right, you're gonna have a fun snow day tomorrow, so you have to go to bed now. Adorable. (laughs) Recording when the kid's awake. (laughs) (laughs) Tito, that part wasn't for you, that was just a surprise. This part is for for Tito, and and that's he. Unless he doesn't want to, which I, he'll, he can just hit so right now if he wants. Nope. Cool. All right. So, Tito, I hear the drums echoing tonight, but she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. She's coming in 1230 flight. The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation. I stopped an old man along the way hoping to find some old forgotten words or ancient melodies. He turned to me as if to say, Hurry, boy, it's waiting there for you. I need to pause. It, I, need to, I need to pause you right here because I know the lyrics coming up, so I know what song this is. Are these <laughs> the real lyrics to this song? It's so hard not to sing them. I love this song. There is a live version of this song on YouTube where the bass player plays that like that little bass line, and he is so into it. It just makes life worth living. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> wow, what a what a wild song this is. <laughs> it's gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. 
I bless the rains down in Africa. Gonna take some time to do the things we never had. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. I so, bless Tito, that's the for rains you. down in Africa. <laughs> so I figured Tito, Tito, Toto, it's the same thing, right? So it's like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is this is a top 10 song for me. It's such a beautiful, wonderful earworm. Really? I love this song unironically and ir- wow. and ironically it's so great like see i'm more of an album listener so like like as far as like this would never make it like an end any place i would never listen to it mm-hmm. but like when i do hear it i'm never sad but um but yeah it's uh but that this, youtube video this I, feels I, like I, a song that is very specific i have a i have a playlist on spotify called white people go turnt and this feels like the leading <laughs> this, song that I need to this, put on it. Yes, it's also got like Cotton Eye Joe. It's got uh, <laughs> Take Me Home Country Road. Ooh, like it's yeah. those kind of songs that that people will hear at parties and be like, "Yeah!" <laughs> Don't stop believing's on there, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that was that was spot on there, hundred percent. So that's for you, Tito. Tito. Um, now I just want to say Toto. <laughs> That's for you, Toto. <laughs> All right. Hello, old friend. Let's meet for tea after the match, shall we? So I actually have tea that I am drinking today with Finley. So that's what? kind of a bonus. I know. I normally don't. What'd you do in Hearthstone this uh, week, Daniel? I, I want to talk about not Hearthstone for a second here. I'm going to start. You do that. Because I just had a very frustrating <laughs> experience. Now, for those of you that don't that don't know me personally, which is, I imagine, most of you, I <laughs> really struggle to eat. Like, I just forget to eat all the time. And I'm never hungry. Like, never hungry, always nauseous. I've got a billion doctors about it. They're all like, I don't know. Eat better. <laughs> and I'm like, I, that doesn't help. It doesn't help me. Thank you. And so I've gone all day. I haven't eaten yet. I've had a couple of handfuls of like chips and water. And that's basically all I've done today. And so right before heading back from podcast, I went out and got groceries. So, you know, I could eat and things. And on the way back, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to stop at a corporate fast food place. I'm going to support local fast food diners. It is 720. There are two Really great local places that are a little bit expensive, but you know what? It's local. It's solid food. I'm down with it. Stop by the first one. They close at 7 o'clock. And I go, well, that's weird, but all right, fine. There's another one. It's a little close to my house. It's fine. I go to the second one. It also closes at 7 (laughs) o'clock. I have gone. There are now no more local places. And now at this point, because I had to go out of my way and drive across town to get to it, I have now run out of time. So I still haven't eaten yet tonight because two places decided to close at 7 o'clock. Dinner places. What dinner fast food place closes at 7 o'clock? For what purpose on this wonderful country would you close a dinner place at 7 o'clock? At what point do you oh. think, well, it's 7.15. Surely people don't need tater tots anymore. Nay, sir. That's what I need tater tots the most. <laughs> so so to, to be fair, we are recording on a Monday. Um, this will probably release on a Tuesday, but we were recording on a Monday. Um, and by the way, can we all just pat 
ourselves on the back. I think we have done four straight podcasts on a schedule for the first time in maybe a calendar year. You're welcome. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an accomplishment I never thought I would uh, accomplish ever again. But um, Mondays on re- in restaurants are kind of slow. So oftentimes when they are going to take a day off, like mom and shop type places, Mondays will be that day. So maybe, maybe it was just bad luck. Yeah, but here's the thing. They closed every <laughs> – what? I'm still mad about it. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I Do I have food, Dano? Answer, no. Therefore, anger. That's how emotions work. And two, they close every single day at 7 o'clock except for oh, the weekends like where they close at 8. Thing. Uh, it's like a staffing thing where they're just like aren't able to get like the wait staff and stuff. That's probably it. But man, one extra hour yeah. at, eight, that's like, a, at that's eight, a total bummer, though. I'd be at, bummed if I were you. At eight o'clock, we are well into evening and I am fine. You know what? That's on me. If I haven't had dinner by eight, but I almost always eat between seven o'clock and eight o'clock when I remember <laughs> to eat. So like, just just help me out. Just let we me eat have dinner. Food. We eat dinner religiously at 5 p.m. Really? Like, we're 5 p.m. dinner eaters. Like, it, it's not even like sometimes we'll eat at like 5.30 or something. No, like, I'm like, if I'm not making dinner by 4.45, everybody is in a bad mood. <laughs> I And it's totally my fault because, like, when I was in the Navy, you, we just ate early. You ate at 5 o'clock. So, like, I just got used to that. And then when I got out of the Navy, I continued to eat at 5 o'clock. And then when – and then – now we just that's just when I make dinner. That's when I'm hungry. See, I get too so. if I eat at five o'clock, I get too hungry later on, and that's a problem for me because I have a horrendous sleeping schedule. There are many things that you should not learn from me. Sleeping schedule and eating habits are two of the tops that you should not. I'm usually awake until like one o'clock in the morning at the earliest. And <sighs> so I usually fall asleep between like one or two most nights. And so if I eat at five, I'm starving by eleven o'clock. <laughs> So I have to eat at like seven, and local restaurants don't seem to care about that because they close at seven. <laughs> there is a mom and pop Chinese food restaurant that we used to eat at when we lived in Shakopee, um, Sarah and I, and they would be closed on Mondays. And I can't tell you how many Mondays I was like driving home from work, and I was like, you know what we need tonight is some just wonderful, amazing Chinese food. And then I'm like, oh wait. We can't. And I, so I totally understand your pain and rage and upsetness. Though I believe you said in the, the text message that you were getting groceries. So I like the idea that you got groceries but have no food to eat because you couldn't stop at a fast food place. Look, okay. Here's the thing. I will have food to eat, but I didn't have time to cook it between getting groceries and podcast. We haven't eaten out for two weeks either. It's been like I've been pretty proud of myself. This month, I feel Good. like all sorts of like just like doing life well. I haven't cooked for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I made a baked potato soup last night oh. that was wonderful, but that took like a legitimate like over an hour to make because of like peeling up potatoes and cutting up potatoes and like other stuff that went into it. And it was like the frying of the bacon, the chopping of the stuff. So, but it was worth every minute of it. Um, 
and they were small potatoes, if they were larger potatoes, it would have gone quicker. But because there was so much peeling that needed to be done because they were smaller potatoes, it just took forever. So that was on me for potato size purchase. Um, so that, that, that was, that's potato talk with, with Dano. Look, so, I will talk um, – if this becomes a potato cast, I'm fine with it. I live in Idaho. <laughs> we live and breathe potatoes. But, like, the sad part is for, like, Idaho is you all love your potatoes, but they're just not as good as North Dakota potatoes. No, no, absolutely. They absolutely are. They're the best potatoes not, in, this, in the nation. They actually are not. I you think know, I heard you say not because you agreed with me. No, here's the thing. You <laughs> want to know what's messed up about Idaho potatoes? We don't actually get to eat most of Idaho potatoes. Like most oh, of our potatoes, we import because we export our potatoes. Because our potatoes are so good and so needed across the nation that other states will be like, hey, we'll give you our crappy potatoes if you give us the good ones. And we're like, oh, sure. So we don't even get to eat our good potatoes. It's ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. I've waited like over a month now of you being on the show to talk about potatoes and how North Dakota potatoes are better than Idaho potatoes. It's, it's absolutely not true. Do you, does North Dakota – have uh, a, a, a potato museum because Idaho does. We have a potato museum. That's that's less of an indictment on North Dakota and more of an indictment on Idaho. Mm, no sir, <laughs> no sir. Idaho has Pocatello, southeastern Idaho, has two incredible museums. The first is the actual, honest to truth, potato museum. The second is the Museum of Clean. Both of which are fan. The Museum of Clean, like C L. We have an okay. entire museum. Dedicated to a dedicated to old antique cleaning products, that and it wonderful. is so unbelievably great. And I know that you do not partake of of um, let's say substances that alter your mind, perhaps alcohol. And if you were to right. take some of those things and then go to said <laughs> museum, oh, best. <laughs> best museum trip in my entire life um there is it's not a museum but when i there is in south dakota they have a corn palace which is a palace made entirely of corn um and i once had a, a show choir concert there and i'll never forget that as being one of the oddest uh experiences i think i've ever had so um it's just made out of like corn cobs like the corn cobs and they made i don't even know but anyway so that's weird things in the midwest you're not in the midwest so you're in the west i guess right the yeah, rocky mountains i would we're say in the northwest is northwest. the best description because we're not really in the west but we're also certainly not in the midwest we're like right in between where nobody cares i would say like the rocky mountains i would say right you're like part of like the you're yeah. in like the rocky mountain area right wouldn't yeah, you say sort of yeah uh or are, is, are you like is are you in between like the like Cascadia mountain range yes. and the Rockies? Yeah, and that's where like the potatoes are grown there, like a valley there. That's interesting. Yeah, there to is find. There, the Rockies do run through us. It's just not a substantial portion. Like most, very interesting. Big, our bigger mountain ranges are, are the Cascades. That's fun. I've never been to Idaho. I've never been further west of Custer State Park in South Dakota. Um, although maybe I've been further west. I've been, Theodore Roosevelt in North Dakota. I'm not sure which one's further west. Um, now I've been as far east as the Seychelles in in um, the Indian Ocean. So so it's not like I'm not traveled. It's just I haven't traveled much of the United States <laughs> west of Nebraska. Um, so, uh, anyways, Hearthstone though we were going to talk about Hearthstone. We'll be back after a quick break. 
Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just so hungry. I can't think about anything else. <laughs> you, you could have waited. You could have said, "I need to eat food," and I've been like, "Fine, go eat food." No, because here's the thing: I wouldn't have made anything. I would have sat in my fridge, <laughs> stared, and been like, "Well, there's nothing here." Even though I just bought groceries and there is plenty of food for me to cook and eat. Now, I now I so you're like a thirty. You're just. South of thirty, right around thirty. I am Where are you just at? south of thirty. I am twenty nine. You're twenty nine. So I remember being that age, and I know for a fact that you have craft cheese slices in your refrigerator to eat for an emergency. Um, Excuse so... you, sir. They're Colby <laughs> Jack slices. <laughs> that you when, when you should be eating a meal, you're just like I could just eat these cheese slices instead. <laughs> I don't like that you nailed my dinner yesterday. <laughs> Look, what's the what the weird thing is is that I actually really like cooking and I and I enjoy it. I'm pretty decent at it. Like I can make like real cooking things. I, I have a couple recipes that I go to. So like if somebody's like, we, can you make dinner? Yeah, I can, and I can make something that's reasonable and and decent to eat. I'm just so freaking lazy, and I don't want to clean. So mm. I just get home and I'm like, I could cook, but that'll take an hour and then I have to clean up and that'll take 15 minutes. And then, and then I See, could just be playing Hearthstone that whole time. See, what you need in your life is an instant pot, which you can like one pot meal everything and yeah. everything is made with like no supervision. So you just like throw it all into the instant pot, make it start doing its thing, go play Hearthstone, come back and you have a meal that's done. Um, so you need an instant pot in your life. That's true. I actually had had one for a moment, and then my ex took it away, and oh. ah, it was the worst thing she took from me. Yeah, I would say it was. Yeah, that's um, that's 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 heartbreaking. Actually, I f- feel terrible. Um, I think that we should end the podcast right there. I think we. Um. <laughs> this is a joke. The, the following is a joke. I do not want it to be taken seriously in any way, shape, or form. But we should start a Patreon goal to get me an instant pot. <laughs> uh, we could do that <laughs> I, no 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 i i am fine i promise if i wanted an instant pot i could just buy one but talk, they are wonderful though i encourage I you to purchase one yeah um and they are the most terrifying to, thing to use the first time you use it because it's like is this thing gonna just explode um yeah and pro- and probably not and there's and it's like amazing steam, once you get used and to it's it. really hot. Yeah, the key to the instant pot is there is a cookbook you can purchase mm-hmm. from your local Barnes and Noble bookstore. I don't I have one of those. There. Or the internet, also. We have that. Um, we do have that. <laughs> it's a six ingredient or less instant pot cookbook, and so 
it like has a whole bunch of like super easy like recipes and then also has a whole bunch of like stuff in the back for like conversions and like how to stuff um so that's the key to the instant pot is like not is like having that recipe book ready to go so that you can just like i have like i got that for christmas one year and i have like i use it every day every week when i go grocery shopping um and that's been instant pod talk with dano we are all <laughs> on topic today just on the most on topic. Yeah, we're 20 <laughs> minutes in, and I think we have mentioned Hearthstone, and that's the in-depth that we've got. I, I will actually talk about my week in Hearthstone now. Uh, I have, I've been playing... I mean, you could, or instead <laughs> we could talk about... <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Battlegrounds. I've got my rating up back up above 6K, so back to where I normally Whoa. am. Uh, it, it's not... <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I feel like it's not that impressive because, like, I know that major streamers get to like 11k consistently. And so, do you know how much they play though? Like, yeah, you, you have to take into like account like the, like, that some yeah, like there's a difference, right? Like, <laughs> I I wonder what the percentage is of like players in BG because because you know like how how they every now and then once a year or so will post out like ah if you hit legend you are in the top five percent of players or two percent of players or whatever it is i wonder what the curve is for bgs because in my brain i'm like 60 percent of players i'm in the top 60 top 40 percent probably but oh you know who probably has that information like readily at hand is like hs replay and firestone so like steve hs replay and joey firestone you guys like go ahead and like share that the problem is is that those people only i mean those numbers only get from people that are using that app which is a very select audience and it skews very heavily the other way there is a very casual audience that does not increase because like whenever you look at at the legend stats from them they're like ah well 10 15 percent of players reach legend but in actuality only like two percent of the actual player base gets legend and so it's a pretty massive difference I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I always feel like I underestimate and overestimate the casual player base. Like, it's hard to fig- like peg down. Because, like, I feel like when I was, like, a super casual player, I was still Googling stuff and podcasting stuff and deck tracking stuff. Deck trackers didn't exist, but I would have, right? Because I feel like that's just a casual thing. Like, the internet exists even if you're a casual Hearthstone player. So, like, so like I mean, the first thing I did when I downloaded Hearthstone was Google a deck list. Like, <laughs> I, I think you'd be surprised at how many people don't do that. Like, I have a lot of friends that never look. That they'll listen to my podcast, but that doesn't help them with their Hearthstone. And then they'll be like, hey, can you, can you send me a deck list? And they'll go to me to explain things rather than to the internet. And that happens a lot. I can name like five or six different people just off the top of my head of like people that are very casual play once a month or, or a couple times a month and will get a deck list from me or ask me to look over their deck that they crafted and it's a piece of crap but it's their piece of crap and they're very proud of it and they will go from bronze 10 to bronze 7 and that'll be a good month for them and so i think that sometimes we get <laughs> so dedicated and so like in the mind of well only everybody everybody gets to diamond that's not true that's absolutely not true and uh i think sometimes sometimes we think that everybody takes this game as seriously as we do speaking of bronze seven like i gotta get off my tail and start laughing <laughs> <laughs> 
because I am a dingy silver still. And I, it's like, I'm looking at the calendar. It's the 21st today. I got to get some work done. Oh, yeah. There's nothing worse than being less than 9x. Like, <laughs> I, I've been playing, to answer the question of what I've been playing, I've been playing Flying Walruses Dragon Mage, which has been fun. Not partic- I'm not good at it. I don't know how that dude wins with his decks. He'll be like, I went 8-1, and one, and I'll play, and I'll be like, I went 4-7. and seven. I don't know what you do, <laughs> this magic man that you are, but he, <laughs> he does incredible work with those decks, and it's been a lot of fun. Well, it's not meta at all. I would not encourage you to use it if you really want to climb heavily, but it's really fun, and I've had a good time with it. Was that the list that I shared, or was it similar to the one that I shared, like, day one? Did I share that in our group chat, or was that in a different group chat? Ah, uh, I don't know. I, I don't posted, know. like, a, a day one of Anixia's Lair. I posted a Dragon Mage list. I was like, here's something to play, and I mm-hmm. never played it. So I'll have to get that list from you, actually, because I will play that, actually. I've been, I've been playing kind a of bunch fun. of Ping Mage, and uh, I want to play, like, a new Mage archetype of some sort. So. Sure, sure. Cool. Um, is that it? Yeah, I'm up to Diamond 8 in Ladder, hey. and then 6K in Battleground, so I'm nice about work. where I, I want to be. I got to, I'm Dingy Silver 3. I'm not sure which silver that is. There's three silvers. I'm the Dingy one, like the, the not shiny one. Like, so I'm Dingy Silver 3 with Ping Mage. Ping Mage is all I've been able to climb with. I, I played some of Kibler's, um... Kazakusan priest, which is no! so much fun. It's so much fun. It is a silly like the like now now just on like so complete honesty, like day one of Anixia, like I was like angry texting like Daniel oh, and yeah. Thralamon and Mad at Arms and Magooch, and I was like, I've never had so little fun in Hearthstone and like over a year and despise this this is awful what are they doing they've ruined both duels and standard I and think, then and i think and my, then i sleeved it up and i was like nah this is great <laughs> i think my favorite thing that ever happened was you had texted the group and you were like this sucks this is bad i hate it i just lost th- to three games in a row to priest screw this i'm done with hearthstone and then not three hours later you like you, t- you texted us going Okay, so Gibbler's Dragon Priest is really fun. And I was like, you just complained about Priest two hours ago. Now you're the problem. I think, uh, to be fair to me, I think what I said was, I have terrible news. Gibbler's Dragon Priest is a ton of fun. That's also fair. Uh, And it's a ton of fun. It really only, see, it's, it's the kind of deck that I really enjoy, though, right? And, like, as soon as I got over my anger of it existing... Um, it's right up my alley because it plays a bunch of like, like control type tools, which I love. I love playing control decks, but then it also gets to do something like wacky and dumb at the end, right? Or sometimes in the middle because, because you can just play a turn six, right? So, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's not a great deck, which is good. Um, but it's a ton of fun to play and there's enough aggro in the meta where like you get a play control priest a little bit which is the most fun games hands down the most fun games with that deck are when you get to play control priest um that those are the games i enjoy the most is when i get to play like priest versus face hunter it's just 
I love it. I love doing that in classic. I love playing that in standard. I love playing a control deck versus an aggro deck. I think it's the most fun in the game. Um, I love that, like, walking that fine line. Um, I think I just lost Daniel. 29.54. Cool. I got so mad hey, I had to leave the call. Welcome back. <laughs> I I cannot believe the words that were coming out of your mouth. I I debated leaving the podcast forever, and I, I figured no, I should just uh, I I should finish it out. Oh. I've never been more furious at an individual than the words that you've just said. Of the most fun you've ever had was playing Control Priest. I love playing Control Priest. Oh, um, sure. Let me just make sure this other person doesn't do anything and the entire game is just me just sitting here doing nothing but healing and removing and then eventually they lose their will to live. That's how they win. That's the only way Control <laughs> Priest wins. It's awful. Yeah, it's In Classic, it's even worse than that because you don't have any sort of like finisher whatsoever. So you just like, you got nothing. <laughs> I don't know if it's a ton of fun. I do play a lot of Wallet Warrior in Classic though, and I'm gonna. I really want to play some Control Control Warrior because because Classic is just like Classic is just like where you go if you want to play a bunch of charge minions, and so you get to just play like if you want to play like some good old Control deck and like just have a lot of fun like ruining other people's fun. Go to Classic, sleeve up Wallet Warrior. You're gonna play zoos and hunters for days. It's gonna be great. Have a good time. You're the reason I play Ticketus, and I just need <laughs> you to be aware of that. I, I'm the reason I play Ticketus too. I love Ticketus. <laughs> Whenever I run into too many priests and I just get mad, I always switch to Ticketus, and then I'll lose every matchup except for priest. But I will win priest, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I do. I there was Mat the Matlock meta was one of my favorite metas when Ticketus was like just like just oh, I lo- I miss like when. There was that brief moment in time before the watch post got nerfed where you were playing the watch posts and Ticketus in the same deck and Warlock. Most fun I ever had playing Warlock. That was that was Chef's Kiss. That was wonderful. Um But yeah, so I've been mostly climbing with Ping Mage though, to be honest. Like when I'm playing standard, it's Ping Mage. The same exact list I've been running, the Zooey Ping Mage with um multicaster, where you basically play mm-hmm. a zoo deck with a hero power that instead of drawing cards, hits their face. Um, and it's fun. I enjoy it. It's a really fun deck. I played it for like three months now, which for me is forever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I got no, my only disappointment is there's no new cards to put into it. So that's kind of a bummer. So I'm kind of getting, I want to play the new cards a little bit, but I also really enjoy ping mage. I'm thinking about the control warrior. I saw wicked good was playing the dragon warrior that has Kazakusan in it. And then in the masters tour, they were playing the charge variant mm-hmm. and both those look like a lot of fun. Um, Weirdly, so, I don't have an issue with control warrior because like, if you're going to armor up, I'm okay with that, but just don't heal. Let my damage mm-hmm. sit there. Let me, let me, actually, let me acknowledge that I've done something to you. My least favorite archetype to play against is control warrior. Like the, like the the armor up for days and like the you can't ever kill me that actually annoys me quite a bit. I don't mind playing against priest at all. I have no problem. Priest mirrors I don't like. So like I don't play a ton of priest because I cannot stand the priest mirror. Um, so I don't actually play a ton of priest because the priest mirror drives me crazy. Um, like if I could just avoid the mirror, I'd be pl- I'd play priest for days. 
but the mirrors drive me up the wall. I don't like them one bit. Um, but yeah, I lost a bunch. I played some of um, Blister Guy's uh, Rogue, and boy, I'm so bad at Rogue. I'm so bad at Rogue. So bad at it. Like they were. I played five or six games. I lost all of them, and at least in three of them, I was like, boy, I should have done this that turn. And then I lost because I didn't do that thing. And I'm like, this is why I don't like Rogue. There are too many decisions. Like, and then when you don't make the right one, you lose. <laughs> I love Rogue so much. It's a, it's a class that I rarely play because I there's rarely anything that's new for me about Rogue. Of like, Rogue has has always typically been play a bunch of cards, play a few minions, deal a lot of damage from face, and that's like every iteration of Rogue basically ever. And so it feels weird to play it because I'm like, well, I could just play it the same in Classic as I can now. And it's very similar in how they operate. The cards are very different, but how they operate is very similar. And (laughs) I feel like that's not the case for other classes like Mage and Warrior have massively different archetypes. But Rogue has also just been like always good. Like it's never been, it's rarely been like tier one, but it's always been like really solid. Yeah, I have I have a I have my 500 win rogue portrait and I have that with playing almost zero of any type of like draw miracle archetype of rogue. So I pretty much have it through um Cthune rogue, which I played quite a bit of back in the day, mm-hmm. the, the worst rogue archetype. Um a lot of a lot of uh stealth rogue, which is so much fun, like with Finja and stuff. And then some aggro rogue and like when it was like pirates and punch you in the face stuff and some weapon rogue. Um, yeah, but like never any of like the draw and do things with stealth and that kind of stuff. Where like you have to like make a big mini at the right time and know when to go all in and when to wait. I'm terrible at it. I'm ter- I just I'm so bad at it. And it's like I know that about myself. I mm-hmm. but like I'm like, oh, you know what? You know, Um and Discord, like, no, give it a try. It's not too hard, actually. And then I was like, boy, yeah, nope. This is, I just, no, this is just frustrating and making me feel dumb. <laughs> but uh, then I played a little bit of duels. I'm on a, I just started a duels run tonight, actually, with with Warrior. It's like a rush warrior. It's pretty fun. Um, but I haven't played any duels at all this week. So this was the, my first duels run in a week. So, which is, which isn't much at all for me, but I'm, yeah, I think I'm on game like four or something like that, but uh, it's going well. So, yeah. And then like this weekend, though, this weekend was all Wildermyth for me. Like if you haven't played this game yet, like you need to go on Steam and play it. Um, it's one of the most fun video games I've played in a long, long time. Um, so it's like a tactical RPG. It's so, like Final Fantasy Tactics where you have like um, like different like archetypes of, of characters, like your classic rogue cla- type, a caster type, and then a fighter type. And they they have like different. You level up like an RPG style, and you gain you get to choose between three different abilities, and they and they level up differently. But then there's also like the like the role playing game part of it, which is like procedurally based. So like you mm-hmm. almost have like a D and D DM there, like giving you options for like stories, and you get to choose the story path you go on. And then when you finish the campaigns, or when the character dies, so characters can die, and then you can choose to like make them part of like your quote unquote legacy. So they go into like your legacy pool and you can recruit them again later. 
And then you can choose that, like, so, like, you have characters can fall in love, have kids, have rivalries, have friendships. And you can choose if they, like, like quote-unquote soulmates and they only can fall in love with each other. Or, um, like, these are, they're, they're forever rivals. So through every iteration of games, if they're in the same game together, they're always going to be rivals. And so it's this cool storytelling aspect to it that is just different than almost any other role-playing game I've, I think I've played on the computer. It's just a ton of fun. There's, I think, five different campaigns. Maybe there's more that are like pre-scripted, like story campaigns about the different, like the different, like evil races. And then there, there's then there's um, different procedural ones that are just completely like made, like they're procedural. That won't be the same game twice. Um, super cool. It's also a multiplayer mode. So if like anyone's out there playing, let me know. I will we'll play. It's super fun. So. But uh, I had, I played, I bet you I played like 20 hours this weekend. Like Sarah was sick again because, because yeah. So she, Sarah's sick, so we couldn't go anywhere because we didn't want to share germs. And so she had to go back to like the urgent care. She has, I don't know, croup or cough or something. It's, so she has like steroids and stuff. It's almost like when you have a weakened immune system from being sick, like it's easier to get sick again. But um, so we couldn't do anything. So we're just sat around the house. So Dean was playing with his clay and I would just have the computer on its turn based. So like I would just be playing and then when he wanted to play, I'd go and play and then come back. And so, yeah, and I'd stay up till two in the morning because I'd never anything to do the next day. <laughs> it was so much fun. But um, yeah, that's what I did this week in Hearthstone and, and Wildermyth, which is I, y'all got to play that game. It's so much fun. I think it's like 30 bucks on Steam, but I picked it up in it's called pre-release. Is that what it's called? When like it's pre-release, it's like before like the 1.0 version of the game on Steam. Yeah, pre-release does mean before release. If that was your question, pre typically I don't means. Think, I don't before. remember that's what it's called. Not. I meant to look up before the show. Anyways, I got it during the pandemic, um, like the early days of the pandemic. Like, like <clears throat> early access. Early access. Yes, that's what it is. Early access. Thank you. It was under early access. I picked up on early access and played a bunch of it then. Um, and then it released, and I played a little bit, but then had a bunch of other stuff come up, and then I picked it back up again this last week, and it's just it's just so much fun. So, anyways, that's Hearthstone and other things. And now here here here's your food. That's enough. Time to eat. Mm, it's not time to eat though. I don't have my sweets with chicken <laughs> nuggies. I just wanted some chicken nuggies. That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Dean would agree. What's our what's our uh, first good, huh? Oh boy. Um first good, I wanted to highlight some of the delicious mmm chicken nuggies. Delicious flavor text <laughs> of this set cuz I don't think it gets enough appreciation to be honest. They get they go through oh. a decent amount of work. Oh, okay, I got to stop you for a second. I know we talked about this earlier today, but then when I looked in the show notes, I was baffled by what was going on. I'm like, what are these cards that you were talking about? (laughs) All right. I fully remember what's happening now. Go on. Fantastic. Uh, So just going to highlight a couple of my favorites, because I'll be honest, this set had a lot that were just like, all right, yeah, fine. It's a description of the card. But there were a couple that had me that I thought were very, very solid. Razor Glaive Sentinel. This is the really, really bad Demon Hunter card that does, I don't know, nothing, because who cares? The flavor text. <laughs> For the Worgen that has everything. More claws. There you go. Is it a Worgen? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very yeah. solid. Uh, Light Mob Nether Drake, that priest thing that makes me really angry. It's a priest minion that's bad because it's good. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a good card. Yeah, it's it's awful. And that's why it's good. Uh, do you think it's a glass half full kind of Nether Drake or a glass half empty, inescapable void kind of Nether Drake? Oh, I don't know. I guess it's more about you than about me, though, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, so how do you look at the Nether Drake? Yeah, I guess. Well, how do I look at the Nether Drake? I think uh, I think it's a glass half full kind of Nether Drake. If I'm being honest, I think cause... it's an inescapable void because it's in priest. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I think it's so funny how people despise priest but not warrior when warrior has been the better control class over like the entirety of of Hearthstone. Yeah. But anyways, the only despise- time there are only two times I've had, had a problem with warrior and that was basically actually in the same archetype of Dr. Boom Mad Genius and Archivist Deliciana. Those two cards were my problem with control warrior. I actually don't mind the archetype as a whole. But I Doctor Boom Mad Genius. Priest. I play that was that was giving give yeah that was a decision. I think that, that was, was my least favorite card that they have ever printed. That card cost seven. Yeah. It was released at seven. It it was good and playable at nine. Yeah, <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> Uh, there are some cards like that where you're like, how? <laughs> and we were fine with it for a little while. <laughs> some of you were. I was mad from day one. I, I That was one that got me as well. Um, but I did play a bit of it, though, for sure. Next up. But that was. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Maida, pure light. Unfortunately, Maida's touch will not turn things to gold. See, I see what they did there. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah, because it's, like it. it's about Midas. Yep. For those yeah. of you that are yeah. unfamiliar, Midas is a great Greek mythology in which a king wishes uh, to be able to turn things to gold with his touch. He succeeds in that, and everything he turns, he, everything he touches turns to gold. And then, of course, he realizes that that's not all it's cracked up to be, because now he can't eat things like apples or touch anybody, because then they turn to gold. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it was one of those things where it's like if you had thought it through a little bit, right? Like, this seemed like, you know, it was one of those, one of those wishes where you could have, like, if you had just a little bit of thought into it, maybe you could have seen. Yeah. Seems like, like the, the monkey's paw was a bit too easy to see here. <laughs> I saw there was a monkey's paw joke earlier today on Twitter. What was that? Ah, doesn't matter. I um, love monkey's paw as, as a concept. I don't know what else to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no. I love Twitter as a concept because it is the place where people go to be just so smart. <laughs> Interesting word to describe Twitter. <laughs> I love it. Well, what do we got next here? Next up is Tooth of Nefarian. Nefarian, Lord of Blackrock, creator of the Chromatic Dragonflight. Victim of several root canals. Seven to be specific, though, right? Like, is this the one that's where it fills the board, or is this the one that does two? This Which is the, is the one that is the rogue spell. Oh, okay. So this is neither of the ones I was thinking about. This is one I've never even heard of yes. and or seen. This is uh, three mana rogue spell, deal three damage, honorable kill, discover a spell from a- another class. This seems not to all be tooth related. There's a lot of teeth with dragons. 
<laughs> I don't know if you know this. Dragons have a lot of teeth. <laughs> but like, what does what does the tooth have to do with discovering a, something from another class? Look, Daniel, I don't have all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can see why I assumed it was either the priest one that put two teeth on the board. All right, no, 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 no. Okay, like, no, no, no. Come, I, I got it. I got it. Nefarian as a horse. Drakes card. they're putting on the board. It, what are those two ones? Are those it's drakes? drakes? They're whelps. whelps. Ah, well, not my fault. Whelps. Oh, they're whelps. Ah, what can you do? They, they remind me of teeth. Nefarian, when you play him, adds two spells of a random class to your hand. So this is kind taking of. that core concept, but like shrinking it down a lot. <laughs> itty bitty. <laughs> itty bitty living space. There we go. Um, it's a genie joke. From Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah. The original one. The remake was also just fine. Well, I like the remake. I like Will Smith. Me too. I think the remake got a lot of hate, and I think it's way better than the creepy dead-eyed lions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dano, do, do you like want to take this last lot. one? I feel like you would relate to this last one a lot. I relate to it so hard. Curse of agony. Now, fools, you shall all understand my back pain. Oh, man, you don't even know. Just wait. Wait till you get just way out of shape. Oh, you're doing dishes. I, and you're like, oh, why is my back hurt? I'm doing dishes. I need to be working out. This isn't okay. I've been <laughs> sick for a solid month now and unable to work out because I get too exhausted because I've just been sick. And I'm finally at the point where I can start working out again. Oh, man, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks so much. And it's just been a couple months. Just wait until you like stop altogether, and then like you just—it's just even worse. Like it's so bad. Uh, um, just wait, just you wait. I've got the not so good, and the not so good are spoilers. Let me tell you a little story. A story about a person who loves Hearthstone esports. Now he loves Hearthstone esports to such an extent he doesn't want to miss any part of Masters tours. So he waits to watch them all. On the replay. But he also doesn't want to be spoiled for anything. So therefore he cuts himself off from all Hearthstone related social media. He doesn't go on Discord for days or Twitter for days. Just so he doesn't get spoiled for the Masters Tour. And then maybe today at work he had on, on the background, he had on the Masters Tour with like during the second semifinal match. But he was also listening to some music. And he was like, you know what the world needs to know? How good... Soul Caddy was of an album by Cherry Pop and Daddies. Totally unrelated. The world needs to know how good it is. I'll go on Twitter. This person will go on Twitter real quick, just fire off this quick tweet and close Twitter. You know, it's been long enough where probably no one's talking about it. You won't miss anything. That person opens Twitter, and right there, the very first tweet is the winners of the Masters Tour. And he's just like, this is entirely my fault. It's all my fault. And I just can't believe it now i i I don't want you to feel too bad dano because i tried to spoil it to you and i i I intentionally was like i'm going to spoil this for dano i'm going to watch it and i'm going to send him messages and be just a massive jerk but i couldn't bring myself to watch any of masters tour because i just find pro hearthstone not engaging and i just i failed and i'm sorry that i was not the one that spoiled it to you and some (laughs) random twitter person was there 
I play Hearthstone. I would say 35% of the reason I play Hearthstone is to increase my enjoyment of watching professional Hearthstone. Um, it's why I came back to Hearthstone after my break. So after my surgery, I took like a, about a year-long break from Hearthstone, and it was pro Hearthstone that brought me back into Hearthstone. I love watching it so much. I love Hearthstone eSport. Um, I, it's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. I, I, I'll watch it over almost any other things. Like I'll watch it over the Olympics. I'll watch it over uh, other sporting events. I love, I love professional Hearthstone. But yeah, that was... I was just sitting there staring at it on my desk, and I was like, this is, this is entirely my fault, and I should have been smarter. And the world doesn't care that Soul Caddy was a great album because they don't, they don't even know. And, and it's just, uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Look, we all make <laughs> mistakes on Twitter. I've been there. <laughs> but it was a ton of fun, though. So anyway, so this not so good. Um, Love Storm, by the way, Chinese Hearthstone player who was just the most fun to watch, um, brought just the four dumbest decks and then just dominated the entire Masters Tour with them. Brought like so, like just like decks that was like had just one goal in mind. So brought like Kazakusan Druid, which the entire goal was to play Kazakusan, Miracle Priest, which was the entire idea of Miracle Priest is just to create one giant minion and punch someone in the face with it. Um, so you just play a whole bunch of spells. You reduce Malagos down to almost zero. Play Malagos, and then play, get, draw the rest of your deck, and then play a bunch of buff spells and punch them. Um, brute, like old school brute demon hunter, like like the weapon and everything demon brute demon hunter. Don't, yeah, it was amazing. And then poison row. It was like the four most annoying decks to play against. It was it was pure genius. They went undefeated. It was awesome. It was so much fun to watch. And the dude just went all in on every turn. Like he was like, yeah, this is what my deck does, so I'm gonna do it. There was uh, the game in the semifinals against um, a player from Brazil. I'm forgetting your, his name. Sorry, player from Brazil, and he plays Fungal Fortunes when Kazakusan Druid burns Kazakusan. There's no other win condition in this deck. You just the entire goal of the deck is Kazakusan. Play Kazakusan, win from Duels Treasures, burns it. This is game five. There are no more games. Game, the series is over. He's not going to the finals. Plays this masterclass of a game. Finds an alternate win condition with like this, like by discovering um, Yasharaj and discovering some other minions to play with Yasharaj, and then punching him in the face for like sixteen at the end of the game. It was in 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 fatigue. It was amazing. It was so well done. It was a ton of fun. And then Fury Hunter played a game in, during like the Swiss portion, where where he discovered a deck of lunacy against um uh, against druid played the deck of lunacy <laughs> and then won and it was so great it was so fun watching someone play deck of lunacy with a deck that wasn't built around it so most of them were not very good so he really had like cobbled together a win condition it was it was awesome um yeah it was it was a great it was such a fun masters tour um Again, America's, uh, what are you doing? But it's the fun part about being an America's region fan, like player, is you then get to choose for who you get cheer for whoever else is good because you're never going to see an America's player get like past the quarterfinals. So, um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a ton of fun though, but like blowing it there at the very end was disappointing at best. I was like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. What was I thinking? Um, but uh, and then the the best good. And I don't know if this is actually the best good, but uh, another cool good 
was uh, Disguised Toast playing Hearthstone, which I thought was a lot of fun. So he played, he was doing like a streamathon where like he has like, if he like stops getting viewers or something, 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 he stops streaming. So he streamed for like a lot of, a lot of time, right? In a row. And was running out of games to play. So it was like, hey, hey, haha, as a joke, I'll stream Hearthstone. And then like remembered that he loved Hearthstone. Like it was kind of cool. Um, so played like he was playing some OTK decks, you know, and was like, this is this is crazy. These OTK decks that currently exist in Hearthstone. Um, and and was like, couldn't believe it's like, you know, not turn nine, you know, OTKs. It's like you should have been there when they were turn six OTKs. Yeah. <laughs> Turn nine is forever. <laughs> um, but uh, so he was, you know, so he was playing Hearthstone. Then he went to play some more decks and was like, oh, psych, I don't have any cards. And this game is expensive. Um, which, to be fair, if you don't play as often as we do, like, you don't get to play every deck, right? So that's I, definitely a not so good but i i understand um, that complaint and i get it but i i push back on it recently i feel like hearthstone has finally got to the point that if you are a free-to-play player and you play consistently not necessarily every day but you finish all of your quests if you finish all of your quests you can play most every deck in the meta now it might take you an expansion or two to get there but like I've got five k in gold after I spent seven or two k on the mini set, and so I'll basically get a pre order from just playing the game, and that'll set oh, me up I think for a vast majority of it. I think it's much more free to play friendly than it's probably ever been in the past, and I, yeah. there I'm sure there are free to play players who will say otherwise. Um, and if so, I'd love to have you on the show. I want to talk to a free to play player. I don't know any. Um, so if you're free to play and want to come do a bonus episode, let me know. Hit me up on like Discord or, or Twitter. Um, so I want to talk to you, but um, cause I don't know any. But I, uh, I was free to play for the last year up until the most recent expansion is when I, I finally cracked and, and bought it because I was boycotting Blizzard for, you know, all the all the reasons. And it wasn't bad. Like I still had the majority of cards. I mean, the core set is still free. And was I able to play every deck? No, but like. I didn't want to play every deck, so I crafted the aggros and the few legendaries that I really wanted, and I was good to go. Sweet. But yeah, so that was cool. I think that's cool. I like um, seeing... Disguised Toast was a, was a fun streamer. I, remember, I mean, if, if you're... If you remember way back in the day before he was famous Disguised Toast, he was he was small Hearthstone pro, mm-hmm. semi-pro, that would wear the Toast mask. I, mean, I still remember his... I was in his stream when he did the face reveal. Do you remember the Toast face reveal? Oh yeah. Um, um so so yeah, I, I, I remember uh yeah, he's been around for ages and it's it's fun seeing uh, old players come back to Hearthstone. He did say that Hearthstone constructed is dead, which I don't think it is. He said streaming no. constructed is dead. He said streaming constructed. Eh, um, maybe. And he goes he goes and he but he did say that I, he didn't know if that was because all the best streamers just were playing battlegrounds now, or if all the audience was in battlegrounds. Which I think is fair to question, right? There aren't a like a lot of like the real charismatic constructed streamers play battlegrounds now, right? Yeah. Is that because battlegrounds gets them more? They enjoy battlegrounds more, or that's because you know I don't know. But like, so I think it's a good question to ask. And it, but but yeah, it's, toast playing Hearthstone again is fun. I think that's pretty cool. So, uh, let's get salty. <laughs> 
The, the salt is for your, your sandwich that you're eating right now. I want a sandwich! So this is... This is... This first salt is not Hearthstone salt, but it is... It is gamer salt, and it is maybe the most beautiful salt I think we've read in a long time. Now, Daniel, there are there are swears in this, so we're going to have to self-edit this, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, this is from... This is professional Fortnite player uh, on Twitter, so... Do you want to start with this and I'll go ahead and finish it up? Uh, if you have supportive parents, don't take it for granted. Ah, uh, ha, ha, ha. So bad. That's not what he says. Having a demotivating and unsupportive dad. Now, this is this is this is Fortnite streamer's mother who has a a, a Twitter account that is like mama of that person, right? So Calling your parents uh, blanking blanks is not acceptable because they say you can't stay up until 3 a.m. on a school night. That's not being unsupported. That's called being a parent. Followed up by, and now I'm blocked. Uh, which is just incredible. I, at this point, am very thankful. My dad has a Twitter, but he only – he follows four people, and he has never once tweeted. He follows me, my brother, my sister, and the Lakers, and that's it. And he checks Twitter like once a month. That. And it's it's delightful. And I would be terrified if my dad ever actually tweeted anything. He cringes enough at the things that I tweet. Every now and then he'll be like, so Daniel, you said this thing. Didn't make any sense. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I know, Dad. <laughs> I we we thought about having the most prolific Hearthstone parent as a salt this week. Um in in just a guy. I'm gonna uh, try and get him on Blizzlet this week and see if I can interview him so we can hear the unfiltered <laughs> just a guy. He's just the best follow one. He's ma- he he alone makes Twitter worth it. Yes. And, if you are listening to this podcast, I, do, I don't think I have to tell you this because you know this already. But if you are listening to this podcast, but if you don't know this already, if you follow Just a Guy on on Twitter and you think he's serious about something, let me promise you, he's not. The just, only thing he's ever serious about, as far <laughs> as I'm aware, is he loves his family 100%. Yeah, yes. Anything after that, I would say, is almost guaranteed to be a joke. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I, I cruised the message boards today because I couldn't help myself. We had actually debated about salt, and you got you know if you want to chime in and let me know what you think about salt. Salt's kind of felt a little bit like punching down lately. I don't know. So let me know what you all think, and I, maybe we'll just give it a little bit of a break or 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 not. I don't know. So let me know what you want. But um. Here is some uh, some wonderful, beautiful uh, message board board salt. So, if you fix in square scare quotes, that's my saying there. Put in square quotes. If you fix SI Seven Smuggler, proof you couldn't be bothered to play test a single game after gutting Rogue. Get lost. Yeah, I'm salty. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I enough. don't know what, where this person's coming from. Of I like- don't either. Are they for or against nerfing SI7 smugglers? No idea. And they were and people were asking too. They're like, is it broken? 
Are you? Do they need to buff it or they need to nerf it? What is your problem? And there was no reply, which made this even more fun. So there was no follow up to this like this square quote fix SI seven smuggler. Not sure which one which was the problem. I just love that they were like get lost. Yeah, I'm salty. (laughs) Mood. I've been there. Um, do you want to read the first part of the next one? Why not listen? Mercenaries failing. (laughs) Not even sure where to begin. I do know that I have washed my hands with World of Warcraft. Then Blizzard came out with Mercenaries. Mercenaries! Mercenaries is a very fun game, I thought. I invested money into it. I was enjoying it. But already starting to just sit back and wonder, why is Blizzard not listening to the community over issues within the game mode? It can be very fun. But no, they come out with more lame merc. You took the mysterious stranger out of the Barrens. Overload amount of useless coins. And yet... Blizzard goes, hear more mercs, spend. Why? <laughs> this is a quote. The mode is fin- half finished, and yet this person spent money on it. Good job. Ship another mercenary and make a bundle to buy it with some coins. End quote. A mercenary's dev after reading your post. Probably. <laughs> like, I, th- I post this one because, like, I kind of feel this person's pain. Like... I, I don't have a problem with their salt. I think that if like you're a mercenary player and you spent money on mercenaries and you liked the mode, I th- feel your pain. I honestly feel your pain. I I feel bad for you. I, I do love the I do love the response. I thought it was too funny not not to not to to release. Um I did post a, a screenshot of the Mercenaries message board in our group chat the other day. I was like, hey, look, people play Mercenaries. And it kind of feels that way, though. Like, oof, 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 oof. What a miss. How do you even fix it, right? I don't even know what you do with Mercenaries. I, um, I actually think the mode itself is pretty fun. I say that as somebody that hasn't played since October. But the, the it mode... been that long since Mercenaries came out? Yeah. That's unbelievable. It feels like it hasn't been that long. It's just such prime real estate, right? Like you gave it like third billing and then like, oof, I feel bad. Yeah. I wonder what gets played less, mercenaries, duels, or solo modes. So Firestone, the Firestone app, not the tire company, um, released their data and the of like most played modes. And like the first most played was Battlegrounds. Was, um, Battlegrounds. Yeah. And not close. Um, second was standard and then third was duels. Third most placed mode was duels. And then it was followed by like, I think it was wild and arena were about the same. Um, and then mercenaries was the least played. So, um, that was theirs, but they also, I think Firestone also has a larger, uh, uh, um, duels community that use it because they also have a duels leaderboard and blizzard doesn't have a duels leaderboard so if you want to like if you want to have a leaderboard you need to use firestone so um so they might that might skew those numbers because you have more duels players than playing using that that app so but i thought it was interesting that duels and it wasn't it was like a large enough number where it was noticeable so yeah i don't know duels is super fun though i i highly suggest it um, as you may know, but yeah, that's what I hear. It's, yep. Yeah. So, uh, I thought this one was just interesting. So, and then also funny, <laughs> 
What will Game Pass means for Hearthstone? Do you expect free packs for Game Pass subscribers? Maybe a class exclusive for Game Pass subscribers. According to CEO of Microsoft, Game Pass is a cheap, inclusive, all-in-one gaming subscription. Microsoft wants you to subscribe to Game Pass. Whether you're a mobile player, PC player, Xbox player, cloud gaming player, it doesn't matter. If you're into gaming, Microsoft wants you to subscribe to Game Pass. So, with Hearthstone being one of Activision Blizzard's biggest games, how will Microsoft try to encourage Hearthstone fans to subscribe to Game Pass? Now, this is actually a really interesting question. Like, I think this is valid. I do wonder what they're going to do when Game Pass hits with Activision. I agree, and I want to talk about that, but first, I want you to read the reply. (laughs) So it quote tweets the specific thing of, so with Hearthstone being one of Activision Blizzard's biggest games, somebody super cuddles, responds, is it still that? I was under the impression HS has been dying slowly and steadily over the last several years. Despite their desperate attempt to milk as much money out of whales as possible. Whale noise! Like sure, dog. Yeah, I love it. I love Hearthstone's a dead game. Um, I love it. I almost love it as much as the uh, the, uh, algorithm truthers, who are my favorite people in the world, the algorithm truthers. Um, but I do think it's very interesting. I so when I was reading that out loud just now, that could not have read anything more than like that right there is a paid Microsoft employee. <laughs> According to CEO of Microsoft, Game Pass is a cheap, inclusive, all-in-one gaming subscription. Were you aware, fellow game fellow gamers? <laughs> How do you do, fellow gamers? What would you want if I was a Microsoft employee that had to be in charge of the Game Pass? I do think it's interesting. Um, I don't know. What, what do you do with Game Pass for, like, Blizzard games, though, right? Like, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, I guess what you could do is just wrap in the, like, I guess you could wrap in the rewards track to Game Pass, which yeah. would be more expensive, because the rewards track's a one-time buy versus a monthly subscription. So I think that'd be a negative. You have to add a whole lot more to it. Well, um, yeah, but you're not just getting Game Pass just to play Hearthstone. You're, I mean, this is just essentially an ancillary benefit. So if they gave me that, I'd be pretty happy. I'd be pretty stoked. If they gave, if they gave me the option to either just give them the 20 bucks up front every season or Game Pass, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but if it were just like you have to Game Pass to get the rewards track, that bummed me out. Cause I yeah. don't, I don't uh, want. Game I don't Pass. know. I, how I don't use do that. Game. That yeah, it would be just, it would be bad. Yeah. But if they gave me the option, cool. Like I'm cool with options. Right, other people have options. Um, yeah, I don't know. How do you, how do you Game Pass? I guess. I mean, I could see you also wrap again. You wrap the World of Warcraft sub into it, but why would you want to? Why would you want to cut that revenue out? Right, you're, you've already got this player base that's going to already give you 15 bucks a month. Why would yeah, you? Yeah, I, I them feel more pretty confident free? that Game Pass is not going to interact with games that have a consistent rollout schedule like hearthstone i wouldn't be surprised if there's no interaction with game pass i doubt wow is going to get any interaction but i could see like starcraft starcraft one diablo overwatch i could see all of warcraft those making 3. their I could way over warcraft 3 the remake yeah. getting yeah. wrapped in because then you could play warcraft 3 maybe mm-hmm. that'd be fine right i could see that yeah i agree with you i think there's like the the, the consistent like 
never-ending games of like where you pay consistently. I don't think that they're going to wrap it into Game Pass. Why would they throw that money away? Doesn't yeah. make any sense. So, but yeah, I th- yeah, <laughs> I had a good time. I had a good time with the salt this week. Um, I bumped the mic. That one's from a gooch. Uh, all right. That's it for this week. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find almost all of our social media and content information at squelchcast.com. Um, Tito slash Toto did remind me to put you onto the webpage. And when he reminded me, I did have some free time, um, <gasps> but I didn't do it. <laughs> then, <laughs> you got my then, hopes up so high. <laughs> And then I thought about doing it later on, and I was like, oh, I should really do this. I should definitely be doing this thing. And then I didn't. <laughs> so what I need you to do, I need you to give me a little write-up about you so I could put that on the webpage <laughs> with, like, your with like your socials and stuff so I could put you on the webpage. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, sure. The write-up's going to be, I don't know, I make weird jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the, you all missed like, the look on his face like whoa you did it and then the, like immediately like the nope, utter I betrayal <laughs> <laughs> i did think about it though and then i forgot and then i thought about it again and i was like i should really do it and then i didn't i'm i'm kind of a lazy bum what can i say <laughs> we've all been there um I'm Anyways, uh, so excited to go eat food. I'm I'm here's the thing. I'm not I'm I mentioned in the beginning I don't get hungry. I'm still not hungry. Like I I don't feel the need to eat. I could go to sleep right now and be totally fine without eating. But at this point I've pulled up in my brain how good a chicken nugget sounds right now and I mm. cannot go to bed without eating a sweet sweet chicken nuggy. You feel the need the need for speed? Well, thank you very much. And remember, this is a game, and games are supposed to be fun. Yeah, sling those cards, baby! Now, see, this is the part where a good friend wouldn't press this button, forcing you to two more minutes of, of episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, what? What do you want to? do you want to torture me for five, for two more minutes here, Dana? We could talk about food that you can't eat. I mean, the potato soup, by the way, came out so good. I was super worried about it. Like, first, had, had to use a vegan sour cream because Sarah can't do dairy. It was really good in there. It was totally fine and did a great job of like thickening it up and adding a little bit of like sour flavor to it. Um, yeah, it was way better than I expected. I thought for sure it was going to be like a big waste of time, and it is definitely something I'm going to make again. I don't know. And that was in the instant pot, by the way. So my good. dog is now on make on top of my microphone. I don't know how she knew that we were basically done recording, but the second <laughs> that I said gasoline those cards, baby, she started walking downstairs and be like, "Oh, now you're free to pet me again." <laughs> saw this great meme on Twitter today. It was um, it was a picture of a dog barking angrily. And the owner was, the person was like, oh, your dog looks mean. And then the owner was like, no, it's, it's fine. Go give him a pet. And then there was a picture of a sweet, cuddly kitty witty. And, and, uh, and the person was like, oh, your cat looks so cute. And the owner's like, no, nah, he's a total monster. Don't touch him. <laughs> that, is, that is in my circumstance, how I have typically interacted with dogs and cats. Dogs that look very scary are often just like massive cuddle bugs. And cats that look adorable are often terrorizers. 
Yeah, cats are... I love our cat, but boy, just cat gonna cat, like, is what it is. I'm out. Woo. I'm a tree. Woo. Woo. I'm a tree. All right, go eat food. Yay! I'm gonna get some chicken nuggies. <laughs> <laughs>